Hello there, friend. This is Jerry Tyson in the Beacon's Light. SWRC.com gives you access to one of the nation's largest collections of prophecy-related materials, books, and DVDs with new items being added almost every day. Resources from Mark Hitchcock, Billy Crone, Ed Heinsen, Noah Hutchings, Tom Horn, Larry Spargimino, and many, many more. SWRC.com. That's SWRC.com. I recently saw a compilation of building implosions from many different locations around the world. Almost all of them were tall, large buildings that had lost their usefulness due to deterioration or being too expensive to upgrade to more modern standards. New owners had determined that it would be more cost-effective to tear them down and build something new and more modern in their place. Several of the implosions were very tall industrial smokestacks. Each one was fascinating to watch, as careful planning paid off and well-placed explosive charges detonated, creating a situation where gravity came into play and the building came down, usually rather neatly to become a pile of rubble, taking up not much more space than the original building's footprint. Unlike the ones I saw on the internet, I will never forget a call from a friend excitedly telling me to turn on the television. It didn't matter what channel, just get it on. Maybe you had the same experience as you watched in horror as the first of the two New York twin trade towers was now in a heap on the ground. Also, unlike the ones in the compilation, this one was not planned as far as was known then. It was a terrible incident involving what they said was a passenger jetliner flying into the building at breakneck speed. Sheer shock was the only emotion that seemed appropriate then, but that shock was soon eclipsed by the sight of a second airplane barreling into the remaining tower and taking it down within a very few minutes. When cameras that were there to record the event unfold from the first tower were zoomed over to the second, the horror was compounded by the sight of jumpers using broken windows as the only means of avoiding the slow and impossible-to-conceive creeping death that would overtake them as the flames moved ever upward to consume the floors above the plane impact site. These people did the only thing they knew to do. They dove headfirst out the window and down to ultimately smash into the pavement below and sudden death, rather than wait for what would have been their fate otherwise. We will not go into a debate here about whether the truth behind the event was what became the official story as we know it today or not, but in any case, both buildings eventually collapsed on themselves just as in a well-planned implosion. Some of the historic news footage seems to clearly show the pop, pop, 
pop of the small explosions that weakened the floors as the buildings fell, giving strength to the belief that for whatever reason, it was all a terrible planned event. The dust cloud that hovered over the area for a long time was a toxic mix of all things harmful to breathe. For days, the Twin Towers were the only thing people talked about as the horror was relived and remembered. The next step was to wait for the massive dust cloud to settle. If you've ever seen one of these on live television, it's usually quite an event with helicopters circling the area and other cameras placed in strategic locations to get multi-angle views of the building collapsing. No one alive today will be able to imagine the horror experienced by someone looking out the window of his office and seeing an airplane headed directly toward his nose. It's not possible. Even more so, we can't imagine the utter hopelessness of having no escape available other than a horrible, slow, consuming death as the building below us would be enveloped more and more by the rising fire level. I guess I can understand why some people chose to jump. More so, we cannot ever in this lifetime comprehend what an everlasting hell will be like for those who have not accepted the offer of salvation given by a God who loves us enough to pay the price for our sin so we don't have to pay it ourselves. Just like that executive in his high tower not being able to imagine the speedy approach of that jet plane headed his way, most of those around us are headed to a rendezvous with a fate beyond belief. When their day comes, and the last breath is gone from their lungs, they will stand before God. They will be called before His judgment bar. As 2 Corinthians 5.10 says, For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, that everyone may receive the things done in his body, according to that he hath done, whether it be good or bad. To be fair, many of the people who died that day had no idea what was waiting on the other side of death. They had never come under the sound of honest preaching of the gospel. Their first response surely would be, but God, I had no idea. God had already spelled out what his answer is, found in Romans 1, 19 through 21. Because that which may be known of God is manifest in them, for God hath showed it unto them. For the invisible things of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. Because that when they knew God, they glorified him not as God, neither were thankful, but became vain in their imaginations, and their foolish heart was darkened. That neighbor friend, co-worker that dies unsaved is without excuse. From God's viewpoint, they should have at least had their curiosity aroused by basic observation of what is around them on every side. They should have recognized his existence and sought him, and they will be held to account because they didn't. It is not difficult to imagine they will point to us and say, 
Why didn't you tell me? That is a sobering thing to consider. 1 Timothy 2, 3, and 4 is the core of God's desire. For this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior, who will have all men to be saved and to come unto the knowledge of the truth. By God's grace, may you, may I, have a divine appointment today to tell someone how he can be forever in heaven and avoiding God's punishment. In the Beacon's Light is a production of Beacon Street Media. Feel free to contact us at www.swrc.com. This is Jerry Tyson reminding you that when we walk in the light, as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another, and the blood of Jesus Christ, his Son, cleanseth us from all sins.